0: Yeah.
1: And gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home for everything English Premier League soccer related and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, with my best friend through the internet, JD. Premier League football and all of its glory. It's back, it's always back. It didn't leave. Um, interesting score lines, um, not the best. Like, not the best for the neutral. Let's go with that. Some of these games for the neutral were not the best, but uh, the Premier League title race got a little bit of a wrench kind of thrown into it. Um, The race for top four may be a thing, JD. It it actually may or may not be a thing, and yeah... we might have a new best striker in the league. Like, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it always. Oh, Darwin Nunes? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Darwin Nunes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be new then because he was already the best before this conversation. Um, apologies for the delay. This episode will be coming out late on Tuesday, where you will listen to it, or if anything, Wednesday when. No, I'll, I'll release you wake it up. Uh,
0: after, pretty much after I'm done with it on Tuesday. Fantastic.
1: So if you're staying up late on a Tuesday, hey. If you're staying up to late to
0: watch uh the Philadelphia Union take on Saprisa at ten right. PM Eastern time on Fox Sports Two for some reason, I have to stream this illegally on one of my many illegal streaming websites that I know of. And if you're very curious, just DM us on Instagram. I'll give you all the good sites. But um We're well, about
1: to get our fucking Instagram page like <laughs> shut down.
0: But first Matt, um, let me let me start off by saying, uh, I'm in a FIFA like or EA Sports FC 24. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a league where we do a draft league, and some of the guys from this league, the DFL or Detriment FIFA League, wanted me to shout out the league. So, hey. Miller, this is for you. Shout out DFL League. Um, it's really fun. I have to play a bunch of... I to see Our first season's over, and after we're done with this, after I post this episode, I have to play like three matches tonight. But it's really fun. It's like a whole draft, like Dynasty League, and yeah i highly suggest i don't know if you have any space for season two left over but i also don't make that decision but if it if if anybody thinks that's cool make your own league like with your friends like do like a dynasty draft league it's really it's so fun because you it's really easy to do on fifa but uh yeah shout out the fl league those guys are awesome
1: yeah i i
0: (laughs) matt how's fifa been to you these days (laughs)
1: I have not even looked in its direction. I'm going to be very clear. Um, Your
0: bank account thanks you. At least for uh, you. Because the thing is, uh, I would never spend, you know, microtransaction uh, dollary dues. No, no,
1: no. Let me me be very clear. Even when I played Ultimate Team, even when I played Ultimate Team, never not once did a credit... I purposely don't put a credit card on file. I am actually that degenerate who will go to a walmart and buy a 12 month playstation plus subscription strictly so i don't put oh. a credit card on my console i am on the same purpose. way
0: because my mom gets me an xbox live 12 month card every year for christmas you know it's just the hey. gift that keeps on giving i just know she's gonna get it for me so i never, never have to get it but i every better year than- i have to put in the fucking 25 digit code
1: <laughs> better hey it's better than socks and underwear okay, it, let's yeah go with that. i mean i'll take socks like, and underwear
0: too That shit's that's yeah. that shit's expensive now I actually
1: can't stress enough, like, me and my mother-in-law have this ongoing joke, um, all I want for Christmas is underwear and socks. That adds up.
0: Like, when you need it, it's like, fuck, 20 bucks for a 12-pack of, like, socks? Like, fuck that.
1: Yeah, like, I literally, I think this last year, she gave me a gift card, and I was actually genuinely, like, Christmas is ruined. Like, (laughs) that that Christmas, Christmas is officially over. Well, what was it a gift card for? I think it was, like, a gift card to, like, oh, fuck, where was it? I actually I have to I have to ask. I my wife of all people will definitely know this. Um I, was, I just got, I, I get just, people Target
0: gift cards because you can get anything so at Target.
1: Yeah, but then I have to be the one to go shopping and like that defeats the purpose of Christmas.
0: Okay, well.
1: Like at least if it's like a gift card like subscription, no, you the person did the transaction for you. You no longer have to transaction. If someone gives you a gift card, you now need to go... They are bullying you to go to the fucking mall. They're bullying you to go to fucking Target, to fucking Walmart. You know what? That's bullying. I'm actually going to start that trend. Matt,
0: I I can't wait. Next time I see you and it's like around your birthday or something like that, I'm going to get you a very inconvenient gift card.
1: I'm just throwing this out there that the day after my birthday, the Red Bull play away in Chester, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay,
0: saying. yeah. I'm gonna get you a really inconvenient gift card, like IKEA or something like that, like a, like there a, is a twenty dollar IKEA gift card.
1: There it. Okay. Side <laughs> note: There is an IKEA forty minutes away from me on the way to the airport. And I will destroy those Swedish meatballs. Okay, I want to be very clear. I am buying no furniture. Take me to the food court, please. Okay.
0: Or no, how about this? I'll get you. I, I'll find. I'll find like a local shop in my hometown. Yep. And yeah. And I, I buy you a gift certificate. So it's like, well,
1: fuck. No. Yeah. No website. Like, gotta come in store. <laughs> and then I just, I'll just be sitting there. It'll be four years later, and I'll just still see the certificate, and I'll be like. I'm gonna fucking have to go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and fucking go fucking shopping at fucking Joe's Sports, bro. Like...
0: my so uh, this was like a year and a half ago. My girlfriend and I went to this benefit thing at an elk's lodge and lay down to Lancaster, and there was a silent auction. And as a joke, my girlfriend put in and it got up to like ten bucks or something like that for a walking a historical walking tour of Lancaster City. You know the 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 area that both of us have lived our entire lives in. <laughs> And she won it for ten dollars, and it's like a walk drive. I've seen it because I used to work in the city. And this guy dressed in like seventeen hundreds era clothing does a walking tour, <laughs> and it's for two tickets for. Her. And we've just been sitting on it. She every once in a while she'll be like, "Hey, should we
1: cash that in?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> that was a meme. Like, I would almost yeah, I would almost frame that. I'm not gonna lie. Um. I'd frame it. I'm not gonna lie. I would actually frame it like, and there's like, there will be a story behind this forever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but there was prem. There was. And there's no there there's no better place to start than bursting thing Saturday morning, the 12 o'clock kickoff in the UK. Um, which of course means Liverpool is playing. Liverpool four, Brentford one. Um, Liverpool took care of business. Um, I think the more like the more serious part of all this is. Liverpool are a week away from a cup final and both all Darwin Nunes is uh, Diogo Jota and Curtis Jones all go down with injury that worst case like legitimately without a doubt this was the worst case scenario for Liverpool as well Allison is now being reported that he will be also unavailable for the cup final like I can't even stress this enough. And again, I don't want to take away from this game because I think Liverpool still played very well. They did the job. They did what they had to do. But losing four key pieces—I'm not saying like auto starting eleven guys, but key pieces to your team, especially Allison
0: and Trent. Trent's out. Soberslie is still out. It's like, it's it's getting it's getting up there in the numbers of 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 issues with injuries. Um, Darwin. Nunez's injury is not necessarily as bad. He might end up missing the EFL Cup final, but that might be it. Um, Diogo Jota is going to be out a couple months, Klopp confirmed, which is concerning because of the form he was in. Um, His assist for Darwin Nunez's goal in this game was unbelievable. Um, But taking injuries aside, the fact that Liverpool were still able to just control this game, and... (laughs) To be fair to Brentford, this uh, this game looks a lot worse on the scoreline than it really was. I think Brentford's defense really let them down. They, they had a couple shockers, you know, Salah's goal, and I, I just... It, a lot of key moments that on another day may not have happened, and it wouldn't have been 4-1. It would have been a, probably closer to 2-1. I think Liverpool still win, but... Um, yeah, Liverpool were just clinical. That, that's all there is to say. Even with the injuries, with the players coming off, um, Salah is back, goal and an assist, like like he never left. Um, that's huge in, in the scope of things. So I, I don't know what this means for Liverpool w- with the players they have out. Um, you know, Trent and Sobosly and Allison were already injured, so this, it's just not great. But depth-wise, I think we might be able to handle it. Um, Brentford, on the other hand, uh this was maybe expected but at the same time they i thought they played well i thought they played well kelleher had a fucking game he had what five saves should i mean, should add six well he, i guess he one of them counted for the the tony goal he made a ridiculous save and he could only put it right to tony who you know slots in him for the goal either way liverpool are flying still top of the league by one point um now city have made up their game in hand and are still one point point behind so this title race is uh something to keep watching with liverpool, between liverpool city and arsenal and honestly don't cat don't 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 count villa out of it don't count don't count Villa out of it they're they're eight points behind first but they're only six behind arsenal in third so
1: yeah it's, that's and and we're gonna get to manchester city because manchester city as well You know they played two games we're going to cover two of their games and that's why we're going to explain like what's going on there uh next game it is going to be um arsenal five burnley nothing arsenal are making a habit of just putting up redonkulous score lines and i'm using the word redonkulous like arsenal can't stop scoring and their defense can't give up goals david rea is now at the top or at least near the top of the clean sheet list it is truly one of those things where Arsenal are playing just pure exciting football. This is, this is now getting into looking like Manchester City territory for Arsenal. Like It's one of these things where now, now Arsenal are expected to score five goals every game. Now Arsenal are expected to just absolutely pass the ball to death against some of these p- opponents, especially ones lower in the table. Burnley didn't stand a chance or a prayer. Odegaard's goal was taken so clean, and it was, again, one of those games where I, realistically, I had both eyes on this game for the majority of the games, but I could have turned this off. and You know, once Sokka scored the first time, that was it. I could have just immediately turned the game off, that's it, because at that point Burnley had no fight in them at, at 1-0, uh, two nothing. Bur- Bur- Burnley do not have the capacity to come back from two nothing. They opened up a little bit further, but the issue is, is that led to more goals. So, I, I genuinely just this, this was clear cut. We all chose Arsenal, and Arsenal took care of business pretty freaking easy.
0: Yeah, eighty percent of me agrees with you in the sense that okay, now we're expecting Arsenal to just do this to everybody, and then the other twenty percent of me is like, calm down, it's Burnley, but. That's still in Arsenal's favor. Let's let me make that clear. That is still eighty percent of me saying okay, Arsenal are really fucking good. But just you know, take a moment. It's a great away win. Take nothing away from it. But calm down, Burnley. We're never in this game for a single second. So at, yeah, you're right. After after the third soccer goal, you know, right after halftime, game's over at that point. The other two goals were just cherries on top.
1: Aston Villa 2, Fulham 1. Uh, this game actually did have some nice back and forth. Uh, Aston Villa did take a really nice two-goal lead. Ollie Watkins continuing to add to his impressive goal-scoring tally this year. Both goals taken extremely well. uh, Munez, uh getting a really nice goal for Fulham as well and this game was chippy. This game had this game was a fun watch in my opinion. There was some back and forth, some heat like, like cuz realistically and and I love this and I truly truly love this. I keep saying Fulham at home are a different animal. Fulham owned basically every second of the ball from 70 minutes on. Like Aston Villa were 100% content with just we are going to defend for the next 25 minutes good luck and they got lucky i'm not saying lucky in a meaning like you know they did a good job and they did what they were supposed to do they're just lucky fulham couldn't find some finishing form yeah and they had chances and fulham had chances at the end of this game too and it was just one of those things where aston villa did just enough just enough to see this through so aston villa not in the best form recently this is a massive three points with tottenham and i can't believe i'm saying this manchester united gaining some heat behind them aston villa need to get every single point that they can get because realistically that number four spot is not theirs like permanently like it this very much is still a contest for that final and fourth spot
0: yeah uh villa getting this huge win we'll get to united and then we'll get to the team in fifth right now who uh yeah but um no it, it was a great game from Villa. Rarely does that pay off in games like this where you go up to nothing. It's like let's sit back and, and invite pressure. I think they did well, just well enough, just well enough. Um, Watkins looks incredible at times and this was a game that he just showed how good he was and why he will probably be well he he'll, he'll he'll go to the euros. I think it's a toss-up between Watkins and Solanke for that number two striker for England. Um I don't know I don't know who's beating those two, because obviously Harry Kane is the starting striker, but um between Watkins and Solanke, I, I and that's why I, I think Solanke wholeheartedly deserves to be there. I'm just not sure if they're gonna take three strikers. If Gareth Southgate's gonna take three strikers or if he, you know, opts to take more just complete forwards that can play on the wing and things like that. Um, but it'll be interesting come the summer.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I uh, and, and, and I am genuinely, genuinely excited to see if Aston Villa, cause again, Aston Villa have slipped a little bit. Like they had that fourth spot dead to rights about a month, a month, month and, and then, a half ago. And then
0: Spurs spursed
1: and, and Spurs, you know, again, Spurs went to, again, it's, it's, there's a lot of moving pieces here, but let's move on. Newcastle to Bournemouth to, um, newcastle at the death at the death from matt ritchie of
0: all of fucking all people. fucking so people. when <laughs> i saw that i wasn't watching this game when i saw I was, matt ritchie scored that i was like who the fuck assisted him?" paul Dummett. I like uh, I,
1: <laughs> I can't stress this enough like and you know what breaks my heart like absolutely breaks my heart like bournemouth didn't play a good game they played a they did their game plan, but they did not play a good game. I could arguably say Newcastle was the much the better side, but very equivalently to the Devils beating the Flyers in the Stadium series on Saturday, which was really fucking cool, but really fucking cold at the same time. The better team just didn't finish, if that makes any sense. Like, realistically, like the fact that like Newcastle had to leave it late. I'm watching the last 15, 20 minutes of this game. I'm like, oh, my God, Bournemouth have no... Like, they've done the bare minimum to get this 2-1 lead, and they're going to fucking squeak it out. But Matt fucking Richie. Jesus fucking Christ. The name I haven't heard. JD just made the same joke. Like, I haven't heard that name in, like, six years. Yeah. Like, that's like the whole, like, Phil Jones, like, getting, like, two games for United last year and going, holy shit, Phil Jones is still on the roster? Which, um... Yeah
0: also, the joke I made with Paul Dummett. Paul Dummett was on the bench. That's all I have to say. Okay, he, he was on the bench. I have yeah. not seen that man play in years. Um, yeah, it's wild. But yeah. my only
1: yeah, my it, only other comment, Dominic Solanke that a move is required assa- in the assassin. Arc. Yeah, assassin I, mean, but, of a striker. Uh, I mean, I, I to
0: be fair, Dubrovka shit the bed. But no, but hey. you gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta be following that though.
1: I just look at it like this. When I'm thinking of a true number nine, I I have this image of a strong, brooding, you know, uh, a a presence. Someone who is always right place, right time, in the positions he needs to be. And Dominic Solanke, for me, checks every single last box. And it's one of those things where, and JD's made this comment before, Dominic Solanke, top quality striker, a move is required. Bournemouth are about to get Paid. Yeah, I don't he's, know who he's they're going English, to get He's like
0: 25, and guess what? Bournemouth are about to get 50 million pounds.
1: Chelsea are coming in with an 85 million pound bid, and and they'll you're, be buying they'll be buying
0: buying their former youth player.
1: Like that. Now that you say it, yeah, that's that means it's definitely gonna that happen. checks out. Like, yeah. yeah, like that actually checks all the boxes. So let me be the first to welcome Dominic Solanke back the stanford bridge Goal, you know? goals
0: assist uh or wel- welcome to chelsea goals and assists collaborate uh compilation on youtube you know it's already happening you love to see it <laughs>
1: um yeah but for newcastle like at the depth well deserved to get a point out of this but newcastle flip it dude like i i can't stress this enough man the gap it's 12 points to that fourth spot right now. Yeah, I and don't th- I don't
0: think there's I don't think there's any hope for Newcastle yeah. getting a European spot this season. Um I think that yeah. ship has kind of sailed.
1: Yeah, but to be honest, I, I, I look at this and then there's another developing sto- uh, storyline that has to do with Manchester United and that is Dan Ashworth who is um basically the head of football for Newcastle has officially been given, I I love this, has been placed on gardening leave by Newcastle United, the official term. Um, Basically, Newcastle United and Manchester United have officially discussed a buyout for Ashworth's um, rights. And Manchester United doing a whole reconstruction right now of... I like the way they were describing it on... um, USA, which they're rebuilding the suits that run the club before rebuilding the players who are playing. And that, for me, tickles my balls in a way that, oh, yeah. Are you telling me competent? What do you you mean by that? uh, Are you telling me competent people are going to be doing competent things in the board of Manchester United? Look,
0: I, I know we're talking about United and not Arsenal, but it's the hope that kills you, Matt. Just tread carefully.
1: Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl were like, Manchester United in like five years will be a serious problem for the rest of the world, and I was just like... Careful now. Oh, yeah. Tell me what I want to hear. And then I'm looking at my young stallion, striker, winger, and central defensive midfielder and going, Five years, you say? And then I look at Harry Maguire and I'm like, fuck off. Um, and Anthony yeah. and Scott McTominay and so, uh no, I want Scotty forever. I've I've made it clear. I need Scotty McTominay to just be the guy. Like just he's just he's here. He's like don't don't make Scotty move. Don't make Scotty move. Scotty yes, doesn't know. Scotty does in fact not know. But Dan <laughs> Ashworth has officially been put on gardening leave, leaving Newcastle in a pretty open position. Um they're rumored to a few names to replace him, but I think that they're probably going to wait until official deal is done. Uh, Ashworth is the highest paying, uh, highest paid person at this position in the United Kingdom, which means Manchester United are probably going to have to shell out like ten million pounds for a front office associate.
0: Yeah, it, pretty unnecessary, but who knows? It, it could it could, be wor- it could be worth it. Five years, baby.
1: You ever see the movie uh, Mr. D? De- uh, not Mr. Deeds. Um Billy Madison? What are you talking about? No. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Oh, Big. Daddy. yeah. I've naming the, Adam Sandler movies. The The girlfriend leaves, and he's like, he's got a five year plan, and then Adam Sandler's like, what? Not to die? Like <laughs> that was seen, like, I haven't seen that movie in a while. That movie. Somebody get this kid a fucking Happy Meal. Um, yeah. But we move on. Nottingham Forest 2, West Ham United, nothing. Nothing against Nottingham Forest here. I want to talk about one thing and one thing only in this game, JD, and that is the wonderful central defensive midfielder play slash center back play of Gareth Southgate's number one guy.
0: Well, no. Not that, anymore.
1: That's the that, that's leg- joke. Well, Come on, this is number I, one no, guy, I, actually, I actually genuinely believe that Calvin Phillips, in Gareth Southgate eyes, Calvin Phillips is like... Is like Zidane, like genuinely and wholeheartedly. Like Gareth Southgate has a picture of Calvin Phillips next to his bed, so that when he wakes up, he sees his face.
0: I like, I just I'm just cracking up that West Ham finally replaced Declan Rice with Calvin Phillips. It's like holy shit! Could these two players be so like not be so different? Like
1: I, <laughs> I can't. Calvin Phillips is, is
0: a nightmare right now. <laughs>
1: Like and again, I want to give. Let me quickly. Nottingham Forest, give you your flowers. Yes, you know the girl. Early goal by Iwani, um, great, well taken. Yeah, and, he, then, and then he
0: took a shirt off. I, I yeah. obviously it was for a reason, but I have my fantasy league, and that cost me a yellow card point.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I don't know what his shirt yeah. said. I I'm sure it was something important. Yeah. I, I I just don't know. But yeah, I'm probably <laughs> losing my matchup to fucking JC because of that
1: but Calvin Phillips back-to-back yellows in the 68 and 71st minute, both of them being stupid, too. Like, genuinely and wholeheartedly, the first one is completely avoidable, and the second one is like, dude, you need to know you're on a yellow. Like, you need to have the awareness, and I, I'll, I'll use Manchester United as an example. Before Casemiro gets that first yellow, Casemiro is the deadliest man on earth. Casemiro will ruin your soul. The second he gets that first yellow... He is a little kitten. I will not go into challenge. I will. Oh, no. He's nope.
0: incapacitated. He knows that the second he puts any challenge in. Yeah. Gone.
1: Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, we'll
0: talk about that. I think I well, personally. He looks, he me, looks like a, a guy that needs a second yellow. I'm sorry. Like, I, I
1: can't stress this enough. Even even me, someone who defends Casimiro more than anyone in their life itself. He deserved to get sent off against the game against Luton. But we'll get into that. <laughs> um, Nottingham Forest. This was just job well done. And for West Ham United, like, dude, it, like, you are playing like you're rele- like a relegation side, but yet you're in ninth. Somehow above Chelsea. I, I, I genuinely and wholeheartedly, it's like I'm this West Ham team confuses me because at times they're great, but recently, and I mean really recently, they have not been good. I don't think they have a win in the calendar year yet. I think they're still without a win. I think it's been mostly losses and a few draws. Yeah. West Ham, like, let's get it together. Like, I get Nottingham Forest away is a tough place to go. But, like, dude, you were terrible before the red card. But... If, if they you, don't get this together, if they, if they end up
0: dropping below 10th, like, if they're in that 12th to 14th spot, I don't think it's going to get any worse than that. But just jared bowen want to stay does james ward Prowse no, no. look for another um, location to finish his career at? because honestly james ward Prowse is what 29 maybe 28 yeah he's still got many years left
1: oh and i jared bowen speak.
0: i jared bowen wants to go to wants to go to the euros uh <laughs> i don't, yeah, I, don't I, I don't i don't know i i'm afraid for jared bowen this summer
1: no, and, and there's the rumors that Manchester City are confident that Lucas Paqueta will be theirs because again they went in for him late in the last summer transfer window, and there are rumors that Manchester City already have the finances set aside to go for Lucas Paqueta again. So one of the biggest offensive pieces for West Ham is basically like already one foot out the door going towards Manchester City, and again it's just it's it's truly one of those things where it's like. JD's got JD's 100% correct. It's it is truly one of those things where it's like holy shit, West Ham might get gutted and not even get relegated. Like it actually just might be one of those things where people don't want to hang around. Like genuinely wholeheartedly, you don't want to play for a team that loses when you're a good player. That's it it's simple simple mathematics. If you're an average player, losing doesn't suck cuz someone's cutting you a check. But JD, James Ward-Prowse, Jared Bowen Lucas Paqueta. These are guys who can contribute to winning teams.
0: Yeah, th- those are guys who could play for teams like Newcastle, Brighton, Villa. I mean, yeah. well, for say, take James Ward-Prowse. I mean, James Ward-Prowse could probably start for most teams, but he's getting up it. there in age. So I, I think that I would, would be a ridiculous signing for a team like Aston Villa.
1: I right. would love to see James Ward-Prowse play for Newcastle United and be in a midfield three with Joe Linton and Bruno Gr- uh, uh Bruno Like I think that really would be a really good
0: midfield. Yeah.
1: Because James Ward-Prowse would have to do no physical things with those two midfielders next to him. They would be the muscle. He would be the finesse. Like. Oh my God, the free kicks! I just I could watch James Ward-Prowse free kicks all day, unless it's against Man United, and then I'm hiding under a pillow.
0: Yeah, K- Kieran Trippier would be out of a job. Yeah. Immediately. Oh
1: yeah, he would. Kieran Immediately. Trippier Immediately. might never see a free yeah, never <laughs> see a free kick ever again. I'm sorry, this is not you. You don't belong here anymore, little buddy. Get out of here, scoot, scoot. <laughs> Tottenham 1, Wolves 2. One of the bigger shocks of the weekend. I don't want to say that anymore about Wolves. I don't want to say shocks, because genuinely and wholeheartedly... It wasn't a way Wolves, win, though. Yeah, That's big. Wo- but Wolves do this to bigger teams. Like, if I have to say... If I have to describe Giant Killer, it's always Wolves. Wolves have, and for the last five years, just been it. Yes, there was the one year they were fighting relegation, but realistically this team always just does well doesn't matter who the manager is who the players are it genuinely something about wolves beating up on teams they should not be in the same game as is just again it's just mind-boggling to me but tottenham really dropped the ball in this game like they had all of the possession all of the honestly and they had great opportunities but wolves on that counter attack is just delicious and realistically, if you are Tottenham, you are desperate. Like, Son was completely invisible in this game. Richarlison was completely invisible in this game. It's You need your best players to step up in the moments that count, and Tottenham are not getting that production at this moment in time. And with Aston Villa doing well, and Manchester United possibly being really in form right now, Tottenham have no games to take off. This was... A disaster of a weekend for Tottenham with with everything else going on around them.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. Uh, Tottenham did not look good. It took a freak Kulisevsky goal, which I say freak. I, it was a great goal. Just yeah. 9 out of 10 times that doesn't go in. Like the goalkeeper stops it, defender deflects it, something like that. Great goal. Take nothing away. But if that's all you can get out of that game, you're going to lose that game again nine out of ten times i Zhao gomez i had one of those days and i to your point of doesn't matter who the manager of wolves is doesn't matter who the players are just all of a sudden Zhao gomez brace to to win 2-1 i just he probably won't score the next five games and then but somebody else will on wolves and they'll get you know two draws a loss and two wins like they are just a solid team, and you're right. They are the giant killers. To go away to Tottenham to London Stadium, this this is huge in the in the aspect of who is going to get fourth place because this drops Tottenham or it's, keeps Tottenham in fifth place. You, Manchester United are in sixth place, three points off. All the same amount of games played, and Astonville, with their win, are, in four, are on forty nine points, two points above Tottenham in fourth place. Huge, absolutely massive. For the top four race and it it really looks like this is gonna be top three is gonna be its own battle and top four is gonna be a battle between those three teams Tottenham uh Villa and Manchester United and I'm excited I'm super excited like it, it, it it's looking like it's gonna be a really fun last third
1: of the season decision day is gonna just be weird like genuinely a wholeheartedly because like JD said If these storylines continue, we could have a champion fight going on. We could have a top four fight going on. And we could have a relegation scrap. Like, usually on the final day, like, people, you don't understand the blessing we have here. Genuinely, we could have, every game might matter. Realistically, there might be a game that does not matter, and then other nine matter. Speaking of games that matter, Manchester City won. Chelsea won. Chelsea, congratulations. You have officially arrived to the English Premier League. You are a serious fucking club. Holy shit, JD. They They're almost, not a serious
0: club. But they
1: almost fucking did it, JD. If they, they did
0: it, if they did it, they would have been a
1: serious club. I, but it, I, but the, I like the way the Robbies were talking about this. I love the way they were talking about this game. Chelsea... After this performance, their excuses are not allowed. We This was a welcoming party for so many fucking Chelsea players. Some of these Chelsea players played out of their skin. Casado stepped up. Fernandez stepped up. Sterling stepped up. These are all guys who stepped up to the occasion who have not this season. So now we know what bar to judge them at. It's, so it's, it's now one two, game. I understand. I understand. But when you realistically almost outplay the champions, the trouble winners, that's impressive. And of course, who's there to save the day for Manchester City? Rodri, as always. But. It's He has very much Gundogan vibes from last year. Like, man said he needed a goal late in a game. Oh, hey, look, there's just this midfielder no one's covering. Yeah,
0: he, uh. he's the kind of player that isn't going to score a ton of goals per season, but every single one of those goals is going to fucking matter. Yeah. And it's it's an invaluable asset to have on your team, which which sucks for anybody but Manchester City supporters. I don't know. It's... This game yeah. was really fun to watch because of the implications. Even even with a draw, the implications for the top for the title race is incredible. Like I, I was I was sad that Rodri scored that goal, but at the same time I'm like, "Oh shit. We're good." Like yeah. I, as a Liverpool fan, it's like, "Fuck yeah. We're still two or we're still a point ahead." Like
1: so mathematically now, JD, and, and we're gonna get we'll to just the wait. other. Liverpool just went out, you know. Yeah, well, that's and that's the thing. So we're gonna talk <laughs> about the other Manchester City game today. But now, with this result, mathematically, Manchester City do not have the title in their control. It is now in Liverpool's control, one hundred percent. If Liverpool win out, which they, they fucking could, they won't.
0: they won't. They could, but they won't. They won't. I, I'm joking yeah. when I say that.
1: Um. But yeah. Now, one hell of a game, Manchester City recently, J.D., have looked a little uncomfortable. They're not getting the same offensive productivity. They're dominating possession. They're doing what Manchester City do. But there hasn't been that lethal strike. And I say this only in caution because usually this is around the time the Pep teams start to, like, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're beating teams 5-0. Usually the beginning of February, Pep's teams... Don't look human, but a couple inconsistent results, a couple late winners and late equalizers required. I wonder, maybe is the process breaking this season for Manchester City? We know they will get results. They, we know that they are going to get wins, but like it hasn't looked pretty. I'm not going to lie, it hasn't looked pretty, and that's and we'll talk more when we get to the other Manchester City game uh, on this episode. We moved to Sunday, Sheffield United zero, Brighton five. This game was outright ruined by uh, Mason Holgate, who had arguably one of the most, like, I just don't want to play any more red cards I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life.
0: In the 13th minute.
1: (laughs) In the 13th minute. Homeboy had a date, and he did not want to be late, so he was like, he basically got a text message, like, five minutes into the game, like, babe, I'm home, I'm home, like, come over. My parents no, aren't home, yeah. It's like, no, I'm working, but my parents aren't home. That's this, I, and J.D., like, the fact that, like, Sheffield United Twitter, not their official account, but their fans, as well as some of the players are like, I've seen the challenge, I don't think it's red worthy. Mate, get glasses
0: no i like if you're curious go would, go onto youtube and do find the nbc sports clip of this and what just listen to the commentators initially say oh i i think he won the ball maybe he yells harsh and then uh, as soon as they see the first angle they're like oh my god that is one of the worst challenges i've ever seen in my life like if my, the commentators just immediately like spin on one eighty, like holy shit, like if, that is if, one of the worst
1: challenges. <laughs> like, if, my, if Matoma didn't get a, find a way to move his leg, Matoma's thigh bone would have broken. Like again, I can't stress this enough, cannot stress this enough. The challenge was above the knee by five inches, like. Yeah. That is the highest I've ever seen a challenge outside of um, Nigel Day Young just straight oh, ninja kicking Javi yeah, Alonso hell yeah. in the chest. Like, oh
0: yeah, football heritage.
1: I, that wasn't a red card. I just think <laughs> you you keep going. You, you keep thinking in your head like, Jesus fucking Christ. But now Brighton flex their muscles. We're up a man, and Sheffield United their players as well. They were just like, we had a game plan and they were confident in their game plan, but going down a man for, you know, what, almost 80% of the game, it's just one of those things where even the best teams are going to struggle a man down for that long. And when you're Sheffield United, already a team that are conceding more goals than anyone else, and scoring the least amount of goals possible, writing's on the wall. Again, I don't want to take anything away from Brighton, but realistically, it is one of those things where Brighton just did what they had to do and Sheffield United just they're they're getting relegated. It's with the conversation I think at this point is almost over.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, Brighton we're going to have a field day regardless of the red card, but that just emphasized their uh, just their influence on this game. I <laughs> They would have won this game for nothing if not for the red card. Let me put it that way. They controlled everything. Sheffield United looked like a team that is in 20th place in the league, in last place, which they are. And it's it's gonna be a short ride home, straight back to the championship for Sheffield.
1: Yeah. Final game on Sunday. Manchester United two, Luton one. Rasmus Hoyland, seven goals in six games. He is the youngest player in Premier League history to score in six consecutive games. Um, A well-taken goal by Morris. Um, Really good positioning to kind of like angle his body where Onana came in for a challenge but was almost deked out in the air. It was honestly very well taken. I will give credit. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, JD. Um, I have two tones, and if you're a Man United fan, you can skip like, 30 seconds into the future. Cause none of them are pretty <laughs> Manchester United. Do you want to just hand over results? Do you want to just fuck it? Like, I can't believe Manchester United for the first seven minutes of this game looked like prime Barcelona. Luton looked like they were chasing the shadows shadows. Then United scored that second goal, and it was like, okay, we can go home now. Like, you just thought Luton would just die. And this is where I love Luton. I know Luton lost this game, but I love Luton more, JD. I love Luton more because Luton went, no, fuck your face. Fuck your Manchester United face. We are going to be in this game until the final fucking kick of the fucking game. And that's what they did. The other thing I'm pissed off with Manchester United about is we had four. Count it, four breakaways in this game on odd-man rushes that should have led to easy-tapping goals, all of them didn't make it to the goalie. I can't stress this enough. Luton's goalkeeper played a phenomenal game, made some real big-boy saves, but United don't have the venom that I need Manchester United to have. They could have put this game away 4-0, 5-1 in the first half of this game, and I wouldn't have even had to turn on the second half. But instead, JD, I am watching Manchester United, Manchester United away at Luton, and I am hanging. I'm I'm under covers, JD. I'm hiding my eyes, cause I'm waiting for Luton's equalizer. Yeah. Ross Bar- Ross Barkley hitting the post in like the 98th minute or 94th minute, like from the header. I I actually think I like a third testicle dropped. I can't stress this enough. Like, I have three balls right now, JD, and I don't know what to do with this extra testicle. Yeah,
0: uh, Manchester United definitely did everything in their power to not win this game. Um, thankfully for them, it's Luton on a day when they just couldn't get it over the line. I would say all three goals scored in this game were scuffed as fuck. Both of Hoyland's goals were. The first one was look, you got oh, he's dang, in the right yes. position. He's he's yes. in the right position and he yes. finishes fine. I just it was a bad back pass. It's like okay, score your fucking goal. And then his second goal was just a mishit shot from Garnacho that hit off his fucking stomach and goes into the corner. It's like all right. And then Carlton Morris's goal was scuffed as fuck. Like yeah, I just the the goals like the goals scored are goals scored, but it's like what the fuck are we doing? And then after that, nothing. I mean, chances and chances and chances and just no, just no one was clinical. And holy shit, looking at the stats, Luton twenty two shots. United twenty-one shots. Obviously, United had nine shots on target to Luton's four. Luton had sixty percent possession in this game. Yep. That sh- says way more about Manchester United than it does Luton. I have to say.
1: Well, they I think... that that
0: means United went up two-nil in the seventh minute and did fuck all.
1: No, they did genuinely. Like again, every chance after that not, was a counterattack. Not was good. a counterattack again. I'm just going to chalk this up to a bad day. I'm going to just be like, you know what? Hey. I mean, results are
0: results, but... And
1: that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. Maybe this Manchester United team wins games they shouldn't win. And you know what? Fuck it. That's what you have to do sometimes. When you're going for top four, you win the games you're not supposed to win sometimes. And now, looking at the standings, Manchester United are only five points back of that fourth spot. JD, a month and a half ago, I would have said if even if United got into the Europa League spot, it'd be a miracle. Well, you're but only now, three points back from that. United are continuing their undefeated run, continuing to go forward. Two weeks from now, JD, Manchester United, Manchester City at Old Trafford. Ooh. Ooh. Gonna... I,
0: I, I want to clip that so bad. Oh, and, and I'm just going to change it to ow,
1: ow, ow. Just what re- reverse it? Ow, <laughs> ow, ow. Um. God, don't sleep on Man United, right? Like, where the fucker? <laughs> where the fuck is this coming from, man?
0: They went. They went to an away win at Luton. Hey, calm
1: down. We're calm back. Calm down. We're back. <laughs> Fine. Uh, well not the final game as we're just going to discuss Monday day, ever though. yeah match day <laughs> Everton won Crystal Palace won. uh goals from i um holy shit Jordan Ayew and um Onana for Everton uh, I'll be honest I had one game eye on this game and yeah this it's a game that happened JD I'm going to be honest with you it's a game that happened uh this was an Everton masterclass um Also for this game, uh, Roy Hodges was unavailable due to health concerns and has recently stepped down from his position. Uh, So in five months, when uh, the offseason starts, Roy Hodges will definitely get rehired by Crystal Palace. Definitely. There's not a shot in hell he doesn't.
0: Yeah. Um, I did not watch this game. Uh, I was off on Monday when this game was happening. Um, I was too busy playing Helldivers 2 uh shout out anybody on pc like me or playstation because it's exclusive to playstation and pc but it's really fun uh highly suggest downloading it um but that's what i did instead because i was not gonna watch this game i knew this game would suck and apart from a really good jordan iu goal and obviously you know not a goal was big in the 84th minute this game i i just could not have paid attention to it any less i'm sorry Everton suck. Crystal Palace are not great when their big players don't perform well. And I was right to not watch this. And so were you. Who the fuck watched this game? Nobody. Yeah, it, it, it was just... It was tough. It's, it, a, it's, a bad, it's a bad Monday game. Especially, I mean, not not that the British... The, the English Premier League are taking this into account. Obviously, it was a federal holiday in the United States. President's Day, which is obviously not observed anywhere else in the world. But God damn it give us a good game on a Monday that a lot of people are off work
1: <laughs> yeah so we move on um fine well now the uh, the the replay that Manchester City got to have to level themselves on games with the rest of the league Manchester City won Brentford nothing um I'll be honest with you, Brentford did a really good job for a huge chunk of this game to incredible, frustrate the living shit out. Like, frustrate the shit out of Man City. But the issue is, is you did the one thing you can't do, and that's give Manchester City the ability to counter with the freight train they have at Stryker. And you just can't keep up with his strength and pace. It really is truly unfair when that guy is at, like, when when Erling Holland is running at you at full speed, just fucking tackle him. I can't actually stress this enough. Like Take the red card. Just take, the, take red card. the red card. Take the red card. Like, I know that sounds absolutely barbaric, like absolutely barbaric, but Jesus fucking Christ, just do it. Your pl- your, me... your, te- your teammates will love you forever because you at least stopped Manchester City for five minutes from scoring a goal. So I,
0: I was able to watch this whole game. Somebody should check Iyer's bank account this week because he, he slipped. He dramatically slipped and acted like he was going to throw his hands out to basically say, stop that ball with his hands, and he pulls it away. Any sane person with Holland running at you like that would have just taken the right card there. I'm sorry. Like... You were at a point where you're about to get a point away at Manchester City. Take the red card. It is worth so much more than that goal. I than conceding that goal. Brentford played out their ass for all ninety minutes, and it took that one slip. I just, I hate, I hate that that this keeps happening for City. Like th- th- this just keeps happening. It's two two games in a row within four days of them just getting bailed out. And I'm not saying it's not to their, you know, actions. Like, Holland still has to finish that. Rodri has to score that in the game before. God damn it. Like, this could have been such a huge weekend and midweek for the title race. And it it, it was, but it could have been even better. I don't know.
1: I was about to say I was about to say it's still like
0: it's still huge. It's still huge because now City are on on or level on games played and a point behind Liverpool, but oh my god, they could have had fifty-three points right now and been behind Arsenal in third place.
1: And as the neutral who wants to continue seeing a three-legged title race, Liverpool on fifty-seven, Man City on fifty-six, Arsenal at fifty-five, You love to see it—the the the fight for four: Aston Villa 49, Tottenham 47, Man United 44, and then the bottom of the barrel: Barnley and Sheffield at 13. Good luck. Luton (laughs) and Everton both locked on 20. Everton literally are up on goal difference alone. That's why. And they have oh, Luton do have a game in hand. Yes. So it's it. it, Dude, there's so so much talking points, but. We have one other midweek game. We're going to quickly discuss really quickly. Manchester uh Liverpool Football Club will be hosting Luton. I'm going to be very very clear. It's at I Anfield. I am I am choosing Liverpool. But this is a Liverpool side who are injured and have a cup final in like 4 days. I genuinely wonder how serious Jurgen Klopp's starting 11 looks. I'm not saying the bench is probably going to look mint. You're probably going to have a billion dollars worth of player on the bench, but that starting 11 might be a little like, "Hey, let's just see how much X can do before I need to hit the break glass in case of emergency, but."
0: Yeah, you're not you're not wrong to think that. Um, I think it'll be a mix. Um, I think it'll definitely be a mix. Obviously, it's a league game, so Klopp will take it very seriously. Uh, whether or not that means starting a bit of a weaker eleven, and obviously bringing on top talent, you know, midway through, who knows? The only reason I am defiantly going Liverpool as a Liverpool fan is because it's at Anfield. This would be a much much. I'm so glad and I know Liverpool drew the game away to Luton earlier in the season. I am so glad that right now this game is at Anfield because if it was at Kenilworth Road, I'd be very uncertain. With injuries and the league cup, you know, coming up next weekend, I would be very uncertain. Liverpool do not lose at Anfield. They rarely no. draw. They now they tend I... to win with the crowd behind them. Luton for all their greatness, for all their worth right now, I don't know if they could do it away at Anfield when other bigger teams can't do it. I don't know if Luton can do it. So I, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a, you know, a huge win for Liverpool by any means, but I think we're going to be comfortable.
1: Nope. I completely understand that game is going to be Wednesday. Most likely as you are listening to this episode, We will be back later in the week to discuss the upcoming weekend in the Premier League. Again, as I described, the numbers are so fucking tight. You gotta fucking love it. If you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys on Instagram for everything up to date here coming from the EPL Boys camp. And if you are not already, please give us a subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you get up to date on days where we have to change our schedule a little bit and we have to record on different nights. So, for JD guys, my name is Matt. Please be safe. Please be well, and we will see you guys next time. It's out.